There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here. Hope you're doing well. Don't even think about going out in that rain. Stick the kettle on and chill. The morning fix is here. Lots to get through in the show, but first, here's Phil Collins. Phil Collins kicking us off this morning. Soot, soot, studio. How are you getting on? Hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch. Some of you already are on 086-1800-658. My, 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 what a night we had last night in the Weavers in Drogheda for our very first Best of Louth and Me the Wards. It was so much fun. Oh, it was so much fun. And it was so lovely to meet uh, so many business owners that um, were there in the night. And I think all of the nominees and winners we're just so, so delighted and proud to be voted the best in their categories. So I have to give them a little mention again. Uh, I have to say big congrats to Madden Centre and Termin Fekin. They won the best breakfast roll. Genoa Cafe, they won best takeaway. Northeast Barbers, they got the best barber. Sophisticuts, they're in at the boy. They took home best hairdresser. Sinead's Beauty Salon in Drada, she got best beauty salon. Coffee Box in Drada got the best coffee. <laughs> Those guys are still in the high. Uh, Trinity Porter picked up the best bar. The Valley Inn and Lear got best restaurant. Chutes Butchers got the best butcher. And McCluskey's Bakery got best bakery as well. And CP Electrical in Dundalk got best tradesperson. And everyone that I spoke to last night were just so thrilled because, you know, it's been so challenging, hasn't it? It's been so, so challenging for people in business to keep going and not only keep going, to thrive, to thrive in the challenging times that we have had and experienced. And uh, they were just beaming. They really were all beaming from ear to ear that, uh, you know, you, the local customer, they were supporting them so much. So they're delighted. And um, it was a big, big, big night for everybody. And uh, it was really lovely as well. The Weavers put on such a great uh, evening there. So thank you to all involved. And I can't wait for next year. It's going to be a next year. It's going to keep going now. And a big, big thank you to you for all of the nominations. I mean, I said this last night, we were just inundated with all of the nominations and votes and everything. So thank you so, so much uh, for supporting your local business community. They are just thrilled. Now, I'm hoping 
you will lend your support again to uh, Culture Night. Culture Night is happening tomorrow night. It's the 17th year of this. And essentially, it's all of the different, you know, heritage museums, places like that, art centres, theatres, community centres, all those things open up for the night, for free, and they put on some great events. And there is so much happening around Loud and Mead tomorrow night for free, which is brilliant. And it's all to support Culture Night. So, Culture Night had been happening online for the last couple of years so they're delighted to be back in person and uh, really this is a chance for people to experience the wealth of art and culture and heritage that is here in our, on our doorsteps in the local area. Obviously there's lots happening in Dublin as well. It's a big, big night in Dublin for Culture Night as well. So if you're around the city tomorrow, pop in to your museum late in the evening and bring the kids as well because this is a great opportunity to introduce kids to art and culture and history and everything. So it's all happening tomorrow night. So we're going to be chatting uh, chatting about this on the show. I have all the details of what's happening in Loud and Mead. That's coming up very, very shortly. I have a birthday request coming in on 086-1800-658. Hi, can you say happy birthday to Margaret Kinnefick? She's in Omeath. That's coming in from her sister Rosie and husband Alan. Hope you're having a lovely day, Margaret. Lots of love coming in for you on 086-1800-658. Do keep requests, shout outs, anything on your mind at all coming in to me. You know I love to hear from you. Now it's back to the music. Here's Train. There's train drops of Jupiter. We're going to be talking about sibling rivalry on the programme today. Are you always trying to get one up on your brother or sister or maybe you were kind of really like that when you were younger I definitely was being sandwiched between a younger and an older brother there was constant sibling rivalry going on in my house I want to hear your sibling rivalry stories today we're going to chat more about this just after these 11 to 1 Is it normal to experience sibling rivalry in adulthood? Probably (laughs) There's nothing like a good sibling rivalry. I mean, there's it's it's happened with brothers and sisters down through the ages. There's so many famous, you know, siblings that are rivals, all of that as well. I was stuck between two brothers, one older, one younger. So there was constant sibling rivalry in our house. Now, the first thing was it was always kind of, you know, who's the tallest? That was something that I had to give up on after a while because the two of them just skyrocketed in height but they used to do this They who was the tallest and they'd be claiming one or other was the tallest and they'd be standing on tippy toes to try and kind of outbeat the other it's silly stuff this is what we're talking about but uh, once I did do something quite bad on my uh, older brother he had entered a competition a colouring competition the year previous and didn't really get on too well let's just say in his endeavour and the next year I decided to completely copy his idea for the colouring competition and ended up winning second prize. I can't tell you what the competition is because, do you know, they might take the prize back off me. This is what we're talking about. Sibling rivalry, right? Because a survey by Streaming Service Now found 51% of siblings still competed over things with each other when they're adults. So just being the favourite. Oh, yeah, I'm the favourite because I'm the only girl in my house, you see. So I'm the favourite. So there's all this going on. So I'm wondering... Did you ever have sibling rivalry growing up with brothers or sisters? Has that rivalry trickled over to adulthood? Have you any stories about sibling rivalry that you'd like to share? Get in touch. 86 658 Britney Spears, Elton John, hold me closer. We're talking about sibling rivalry today. 
because uh, the streaming service now have found that 51% of siblings still competed over things like careers, parenting, home ownership, that kind of thing, and being the favourite in the family. So I'm asking you, was there sibling rivalry in your house growing up? And you're getting in touch. 86 658 There's no name on this one. Sinead, my sister was always getting praised for good marks at school. Of course I was jealous, so I told her she was adopted. <laughs> and her real parents were smarter, so that's where she got her good brains from oh my god how long did you keep that one going now I have heard those ones before where people t- tell their their sibling that oh you're actually adopted <laughs> very mean I don't know why I'm laughing but that's brilliant uh, Lucy says uh, Sinead myself and my sister played basketballs uh, on opposite teams fierce rivalry altogether. oh yeah there was rival GAA clubs in our house as well uh, that was something that definitely still continued for way on into, into adulthood as well. Keep those coming in to me. Did you always try to get one up on your sibling? Was there always a rivalry going on in your house? Tell me your story today. 86 658 Gavin James, hearts on fire. Do keep your sibling stories coming in. I'll get to some of those now very shortly. 86 658 Were you just sort of always trying to get one up on your sibling or, you know, I'm the best at this or, you know, all this kind of friendly competition, I'm going to say, as a child or even now as an adult. Get them into me, 86 658 Now, tomorrow night, Towns and Louds and, and Meath and uh, all over the country are going to uh, mark Culture Night. It's happening, it's the 17th year of it and I'm going to be telling you what's happening in Louth and Meath. They're going to be joined by Moya Hodgers. She's Acting Arts Officer with Louth County Council. We're going to join her after these. 11 to 1. Tomorrow night, towns around the country will be marking Culture Night. The initiative, which is now in its 17th year, was organised by the Temple Bar Cultural Trust initially to promote and celebrate Irish art, heritage and culture. So a series of events are taking place in various locations around Louth and Mead on Friday. And best of all, a lot of these events are free. Here to tell us more about this night of culture is Moya Hodgers. She's Arts Officer with Louth County Council. How are you getting on, Moya? Good morning. How are you, Sinead? I am great. Absolutely great this morning. Now, this is such a great nationwide initiative. It happens every year. Tell us more about Culture Night, what it's all about. Yeah, it does. It happens in September every year. And as you said in your introduction there, it was an initiative of the Arts Council of Ireland. And it's in partnership with all the local authorities across the country. So in September every year on one night only, all arts and cultural venues open their doors to anything and everything and for invite everyone in to experience it so we could have what Lego workshops in museums or live music in art galleries. It's really just to allow us to open the doors, welcome people in with open arms and just say this is where we are, this is who we are and what we can offer to, to you, the public, which is fantastic arts and cultural entertainment anything, you know, and just to to, sh- to showcase what we have um, for everyone. It's to bring everyone together. Yeah, I love this. And it's, uh, like you say, for people that may not, you know, normally kind of maybe go to an art centre or go to a theatre, it's a great opportunity for them to actually get immersed in it and kind of go, oh, you know, I might see what events are on happening around the area. So tell us what's happening in Louth then tomorrow night. There's a whole host of things happening. We have a huge, this is probably one of the biggest um, programmes we've had. And obviously with, with 2020 and 2021, things were so restricted. So this is the, we've really come back with a bang this year as we have across the country um, in all lo- local authorities. But we have over 20 events happening in Loud. And just to give you highlights of some of the ones that are happening, 
So in Drogheda, we have got Great Art Centre and Highlands Gallery are both running a fantastic programme. There's live music and uh, food tasting in the, in Highlands. In Drogheda, they've got the walking tours, the Drogheda murals, and they've also got a film exhibition that's happening in various locations around um, the town of Drogheda. They also have live music in the centre itself. And even more exciting, Borrowed Ground Artist Studios are launching their new artist studio space. I am so night, thrilled about brilliant. this. Yeah, because we, we followed this story when the art centre opened up the yeah. gallery space to them and they, they made the little kind of, uh, they sectioned it off and each artist had a little had location. Little of, studios, yeah. yeah, so they now have their actual uh, studio, which is amazing. That has been it's long, fantastic. long waiting for. Yeah, it it's has. fantastic. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. And it, I mean, they've had so many knockbacks and the last year we'd secured funding for them um, and it was just the, the issue was trying to just get the location that yeah. suited them and that we could get for that lease so it's fantastic to see that they're launching tomorrow night it's so exciting for them and they've got five artists already in residence I think it, it can hold up to maybe eight but five of them are going to be there tomorrow night to show the new spaces off and have a chat about their art and their practice which is really exciting for them um, also, in, we also have um, storytelling in the Drogheda Library and Millmount have a great event on. Um, they're opening the museum and the tower, Martello Tower free from 6 till 9pm. But they're also partnered up with So Sad who are going to be there to talk about a new project they're looking at which is Channel the Dark Project. Mm-hmm. And it's to invite um, people to write down their experiences with mental health and they're hoping to eventually collab- collate all of this into a book um, in the future and it's just to try and uh, give people the skills to use writing to express themselves yeah. and to, to try and help deal which is fantastic it's great to see that happening there um, Hands for Unity are doing a great event in St Peter's Church loads of different cultural background commu- communities from different backgrounds coming together there to showcase all their own cultures from music to art and performances so that's going to be a really exciting event in St Peter's Church as well Moving down a wee bit down to the county then, RD Bog have a great um, Bog Cafe. Oh, they do, yeah. It's brilliant. It's starting tomorrow and it's running right through until Sunday. They're starting tomorrow with workshops for primary school kids, which is great getting the kids involved. And they've got spoken, they've got performances, music, spoken word, all sorts of events happening across the weekend. So that's great. In Dundalk then, uh, on Thorn Arts Centre, have a huge range of events happening as always. They've got uh, Chinese lantern making, storytelling, face painting, live music, and their artist in residence is also going to be there um, in the basement gallery talking about her arts practice. Creative Spark in their downtown hub. It's the new downtown hub they opened there in May for remote workers. They're hosting a collaborative project with Grow Remote and local education um, people. So it's a facility for, it's a programme for teachers and educators in the county to come. And basically there will be talks and discussions on how you can engage your class or your school or your youth centre in cultural events and likewise there'll be some cultural event organisers there to talk about how they can collaborate with the schools to do projects for kids and the youths in the county which is great um, they're also going to have some free printmaking workshops for the teachers um, that come and there'll be a tour of the speak murals in Dundalk as well uh, moving then into our county museum we've got Lego workshops which are really exciting Oh that'll be really popular yeah they're yeah. so popular. We are completely booked out. We have a big waiting list and we're trying to decide. We could have run them five times over across I'd the day. Say, I'd it's say just, so. it's, it's, they're the one thing that always will sell out and we're actually doing them in the Peter Rice gallery space in the museum and Peter Rice, of course, was a very famous um, architect and engineer from Dundalk. 
and his there's miniatures of all his designs from around the world, like Sydney Opera House and that. And it's great. It's a great space for them to do it. Um, and then tomorrow night in the museum, we have got a lovely soprano singer Sarah McCourt, who's going to be performing in the AV Theatre in the museum. Dundalk Library also have storytelling and they've actually got live music from 6 till 8 with some of their staff who are, we didn't realise they're so multi-skilled. They're hiding they their talents play. away but they're going yeah. to showcase them tomorrow I night. I love they're it. going to showcase them tomorrow night which is great. Um, let me see, what else do we have? Oriel Centre are doing a fantastic talk on the 1922 Dundalk Jail Escape. Oh, very exciting. A lot of people yeah, interested so in that, yeah. Some, yeah, they've got some family members of some of the escapees there to give oh, some talk. So that's a really interesting one to, to go to if anyone's about in the, the Dundalk area. And out in Carlingford then, we have a great um, event happening. It's actually part of our local live performance scheme and it's it just happened. It was running tonight and it's culture, or tomorrow night and it's a cultural thing. It's between Culture Connect and Opera Unleashed have partnered up. So they're doing a big showcase concert which is merging African music, Irish traditional music and European opera. And they've been working with the community group and choir there over the last couple of weeks. So that's a really, really good one for anyone in the Carlingford area. Tomorrow night, um, it's on in the Heritage Centre. So, um, so finally, much you have there. Oh, even yeah, another one, yeah. So much. Yeah, just one more. Finally, the Oreo Traditional Orchestra are playing in the Green Church in Dundalk as well. And it's all featuring music relating to the Oreo heritage, um, including John Hannan, who was the Crossman Glen Sound Collector, who's collected songs from people from all of the Oreo area of North Louth and South Armagh and South Monaghan. So that's another great event to go to too. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, some of them, as you say, you might need to book them, but they are free yeah. just to let people know that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, pretty much all, but... I think it's all but two maybe have a small overhead charge on them but the okay. rest are all free the whole purpose of Culture Night is that everything that we provide on the night should be free of charge so anything that we have funded directly ourselves all the events are free but a lot of them you do need to book and if anyone wants to, to find out any more information on them if you go to the Culture Night website so it's www.culturenight.ie there's a button there that search events and click on the loud link and it'll bring you straight to all the events are listed there individually so you can click on whichever one you're interested in have a look and see where everything's happening and where you'd like to go because some people can obviously depending on the time they can go to two or three things in their area um, so it's it's just all the information is there and if anyone has any issues trying to access tickets or wants any more information they can even email us at the arts office here at arts at loudcoco.ie Fantastic Moya well enjoy all of it you'll probably be flitting around all the different events uh, it's going oh, yeah. like to be I clone myself I think. <laughs> I'd say so <laughs> try well, and get them all Enjoy it and thank you so much for joining us no problem. Thanks so much Thanks for having me on, Thanks Take a million. Care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Moya Hodgers there. I do have a whole list of events here for me. Uh, I can go through some of them here for you. So Kells Art Club uh, is going to inv- uh, invite you to join them in O'Connor's Function Room, Farrell Street. They're celebrating Culture Night with an evening of music, dance and spoken word. There's also an open air concert in the park in Dunshocklin. Uh, so that's going to be tomorrow night as well. So they have uh, Neve Collins. Uh, they've got Stuart Gray. Cathy uh, Crenian is there as well. Uh, there's a local dance school students and uh, others to be announced uh, also a story time and interac- interactive dance performance uh, that's going to be um, very good for kids so it says celebrate the joy of storytelling and contemporary dance in this year's inclusive early years family event Selma Daniel and the Little Lion Dance Theatre together with a dance performance uh, performer will guide you in an immersive experience uh, it says um, it's for two to six years uh, of age families uh, booking is required you can check it out on Solstice Solstice Art Centre is where that one's happening. And also celebrating local 
a celebrating uh, of artists uh, stocked in Shine located in Slane so uh, this is happening in Slane tomorrow so people who are returning to the live scene after a prolonged uh, absence they're going to be releasing some of their work that they were working on in 2020 also there's going to be uh, a group performing original songs uh, traditional Irish and American folk music as well Uh, there's also going to be spoken word by Cormac Noonan of Wolf Academy uh, from his book of uh, poetry and a cross stitch workshop uh, with textile artist Gillian Gott as well. She's working on a large scale site specific piece so you can come along and learn a simple stitch in embroidery. So they're all happening as well in Slane. And then O'Carlin Branch of Cultus Kjoltori Erin are hosting a traditional Irish music session in McKenna's in Kilmain and Wood and that starts from 7.30. So all musicians, dancers, singers, the whole shebang are welcome there. So lots happening for Culture Night. You can find out more details culturenight.ie 11 to 1 we're going back in time now and witches and hobbits popping up in the Northeast Update today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1692, the last people were hanged for witchcraft in the US. There were 19 hanged overall with six other deaths during the Salem witch trials. And today is Hobbit Day. Yes, it's the birthday of Bilbo and Frodo Baggins, two characters from J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle Earth Cycle books, The Hobbit and the Lord of the rings so there you go hobbit day today lmfm northeast update with senator windows creating the perfect home is a journey let us guide you visit our drahada and dog showrooms discover more at senatorwindows.ie there's you two with the sweetest thing on LMFM's 11 to 1 there's nothing sweeter than getting one up on your brother or sister we're talking sibling rivalry also, we're going to be joined by Hazel Mullins, our vet, after 12. And we've got TV recommendations for you. That's all coming your way after news. 11 to 1. With on air online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you till 1. Coldplay, Viva La Vida, kicking off our second hour. Just before we broke for news, we were talking about sibling rivalry on the programme today. Because... Uh, just for the crack but also streaming service now uh, revealed that 51% of siblings still competed over things like career parenting home ownership and of course being the favourite in the family was that a thing in your house where you sort of argued over who was the favourite that definitely was something that happened in our house Uh, some of the stories coming in about sibling rivalry this coming in from Pamela My brother once ruined a painting of mine. I was so upset, he was jealous of my talent, basically. So I ripped all of his football posters up. Revenge is sweet. Oh, Pamela, there's vicious stuff going on there in your house. My God. There was a lot of that, wasn't there? Just like wrecking each other's stuff as well. Just cause. I mean, like, as well, the anger just rise up in you and you'd have lashed out and done it before you sort of knew what had happened, you know. Christine and Kel says, my mum told me in her younger days, she and her sister... We're always kind of arguing at each other. Her pride and joy, though, was her lovely long hair, which she kept in plaits. One day after an argument, the sister came back when mum's back was turned and promptly chopped her lovely plaits off with a garden clippers. Oh, my God. <laughs> Didn't go down too well. I'd say not. The horror of that. Oh, my God. That is brilliant, though, at the same time. But uh, I can only imagine the repercussions. And then what happened? A trip to the hairdressers to get the hair all chopped up, probably. 
Oh no. This is the kind of thing that we're talking about. Sibling rivalry. Have you got a story for me about sibling rivalry? Do share 086 1800 658. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. It feels like we've been talking about this movie for about 10 years. But Don't Worry Darling is finally in cinemas this Friday. Olivia Wilde was chatting to Stephen Colbert last night to promote the movie and Stephen brought up the Harry Styles spit gate. Did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? No. Why or no. why not? Support your answer. You <laughs> did not. But I think it's a perfect example of like people will look for drama anywhere they can. Mm-hmm. Harry did not spit on Chris, in fact. But that... Only not. time will tell. <laughs> no, he really, he really didn't. What? He did. We shall see. <laughs> no, we've seen it. We've seen Science it. Science isn't it. No. <laughs> Graham Norton is getting ready for his show to come back on the BBC next Friday. He spoke to The One Show last night about what we can expect. Uh, on the first one, we've got uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, who's back at Halloween. Nice. Uh, Oscar winner, uh, Rami Malek is there. Yeah. Uh, Lydia West, she's got a new show out on BBC. You know, she was in... Um, it's a sin. She was amazing. Oh it's my a sin. God. Yeah. Yeah, yes. So lovely. So she's back. Uh, Robbie Williams is singing. And The Sofa is oh. back. It's the return of The Sofa. So you were Long in return. chairs, but now you're back to everybody Yeah, we were in chairs in very, very far away. And now we're, we're back in The Sofa and with a full audience. So it's a kind of, it's everything old is new again. Yeah. It, we're really looking forward to it. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh, I'm so glad Graham Norton is back on our TV screens. We will be talking more TV recommendations later on in the show. But first, back to the music. FM's 11 to 1. We're going to be chatting about our animals now uh, because Hazel Mullins, our vet from Highfield Veterinary Clinic, is with us and we're focusing on dogs and noise phobia in dogs. And we're also going to be chatting about preparing for Halloween. It's never too early, apparently, to be preparing for Halloween when it comes to doggies. So we'll chat to Hazel after these. The LMFM Vets and Their Pet Series is brought to you by Highfield Veterinary Unit 2 Beachmount Home Park, Navin. Catering for all your pets and farm animal needs. For more information or to make an appointment, visit highfield.ie and follow us on Facebook. It's time to return to our regular Vets and Their Pet Series in association with Highfield Veterinary Clinic Beachmount Home Park in Navin. And we have our vet Hazel Mullins on the line. This week we are focusing on dogs and noise phobia in dogs. Hazel, it's great to have you back with us. Thanks, Sinead. Great to be back. Now, before we talk about noise phobia, we did get a message into the show last week from Bernie in Drogheda. She is driven absolutely demented by her dog. Okay, so she lets her dog out and the dog starts barking and when he, whenever whenever the dog is outside and she's just wondering what's going on there and is there anything that she can do? Okay, um, so it's probably hard to to know what exact advice to give here because we don't know is it an aging dog is it a puppy um has you know is it been something that you know maybe they've been working from home and now they're not working from home anymore maybe there's an element of separation anxiety going on that he thinks or that she thinks that the dog when when he's outside that he's never going to come back in again maybe you know that that there's kind of you know an element of anxiety when he's outside um so i i do think probably um, even like taking a video of what the dog is exactly doing, maybe secretly out the window, 
contacting an accredited behaviourist is always good and then working with them to try and help um, solve the issue and perhaps, you know, introducing things like, you know, having enrichment out there in the garden, perhaps, you know, puzzle toys and things like that to make the experience when they're outside, you know, less anxiety provoking and actually that they're that they associated with a positive experience. Um, and then I think, look, I definitely think advice would be to um, find accredited behaviourist and have a chat with them and maybe take a video of what's going on um, when the dog is outside. Yeah, that's some great advice there because like you say, you know, it could be anything. It could be that they're mm-hmm. bored out there. It could be just, you know, it, there's a lot of different factors as as you yeah. say. Um, so we're looking into noise phobia now in dogs. Now, most dogs don't like, you know, loud noises. If you drop mm-hmm. a plate or if you drop something, they'll kind of freak. But noise phobia is something quite different, isn't it? Yeah, so noise phobia is when a dog has a very heightened response, kind of an you know an exaggerated response to a certain noise. Um, so I have a collie at home, and we live um, quite near a um, clay pigeon shooting site, and gen- yeah, it's not the best place because collies as well are more uh, you know they are more pr- predisposed to noise phobia because they're so you know intelligent and and aware of their surroundings. So poor poor Max. Um, has every every Sunday, you know, there is, but we, we provide an area, you know, we, we have a, um, a lovely, you know, kennel for him to go into and we make sure that it's open and make sure that he has a place to, you know, get away from the noise and actually safe, a safe place for him. So I'm going to kind of go through the things that we can do to help our pets when these noises start. So, of course, look, Halloween is coming up. Yes. Fireworks are going to be going off. You know, there's going to be noises the night of Halloween is also quite scary with doorbells ringing and, you know, trick-or-treaters and all this. So it can be really overstimulating for dogs. So we just have to really be conscious of it. And, you know, really put actually into place maybe things coming up to Halloween. You know, there's no point thinking, oh, it's Halloween tomorrow. I need to probably think about, you know, my dog and how he's going to react. Now is the time to think. So this is why I'm talking about it today. Yeah, because I don't know about range your wake, uh, Hazel, but they start letting off these fireworks and bangers and everything at all times in the the day and night from now nearly onwards. Um, so how does the fear then, how is that fear exhibited then in dogs? How would we know, oh, it's actually, you know, something to do with noise? How would we, what would the dog yeah. be actually doing? So you're looking for, uh, you know, very typical behaviours, trembling, shaking, being being either running away or being really clingy. It depends on on what type of, of reaction your pet gives. Um, excessive barking, hiding behind the furniture, hiding behind the sofa. You know, that they'll they'll have their place where they'll run straight to um, trying to get out the door, trying to run away, which actually can be really dangerous because obviously if you live in an urban area, if they run out the door, they could, you know, get injured or actually, you know, go and get lost as well. Um, going to the toilet inside the house as well, which is not a normal thing for them to do. You know, it's a, it's, it's abnormal behaviour. And then pacing and panting. Cats as well get noise phobia. We mustn't forget about the oh, cats. Of course, yeah. Um, uh, they, they can also refuse to eat. They can go hiding again. They love to hide up high, so mm-hmm. up on shelves and get as high as way as, way as high as possible from the noise. Um, and also, yeah, not going to the toilet in their litter tray is a, is a sign as well. Okay, good to know. Yeah, because uh, we'll have to keep the cats, as you say, inside as well. Um, inside, so yeah. could this, you know, uh, f- uh, phobia be caused by, say, some trauma when they were pups? Or, you know, what, do we know what sort of causes it? Yeah, so the p- puppies go through a very um, 
I suppose, regiment development stage. And if anything happens within that, that's a bit out of the ordinary. So up to 12 weeks, um, puppies can be exposed to noises. And if anyone has ever had a... um, you know, a guide dog puppy, they know that they need to, you know, bring them near the washing machine, get them used to all the noises in the house at a young age. So after 12 weeks then, if they experience something that's new to them, new to them that they haven't heard before, like a firework, and also if they hear a firework when they're alone in the house, oh, yeah. that is, you know, an extra thing. So they're like, oh, God, what is this? You know, my owners aren't here to help me. I don't know what it is. And they, they, they can also hear, dogs can hear twice as many frequencies as us. Oh, Their ears are very sensitive. That, yeah. And then also they can hear sounds from four times further away than us as well. So they're really heightened. So, But they do, to cope with all those noises that they're always constantly hearing, their brain does dull down some of those noises to make it more, you know, you know, living and more uh, bearable, really. So, but when these, these noises that are so high-pitched and so loud, especially occur when they've never heard them before, and again, yeah, it's it's something, yeah, so it's, it's really something maybe that they've heard and there was no one really there to comfort them and they just had to, they've actually developed a phobia now to those noises. Okay, and, and what can we do to help? Because <laughs> I don't know, is there, are there dog psychologists out there? What can we do to, to support them? What yeah, do you out there? so it really is working with the behaviourist, accredited behaviourist. I mentioned it there at the first question. Look, there is amazing people out there that, that can help with this. It's, it's a multimodal approach. So as a vet, you know, I can say to, you know, have your dens, you know, if you have behind your sofa, put blankets over it, you know, if they have a particular place, Look, you can't make them go in there, but no. if you provide a place for them, a cat, maybe a covered cat box up high, make sure it's secure, that it doesn't fall down, but have a place where they they know that that's their safe place. White noise can help as well. Um, so instead of being like, oh, I'll just turn up Carnation Street there and they won't hear it, that's actually really stimulating to them because, you know, you know, whoever is shouting or whatever yeah. on the TV, but actually if you play waterfall noises or rainfall, you can get them on YouTube. They're really helpful to drown out the noise of um, of the fireworks or anything that's going, you know, um, sirens or whatever that's going off um, in the environment. Follow their lead as well. I think, you know, not, you know, every dog or cat is going to react slightly differently. If they want to be near you, let them be near you. If they want to hide behind the sofa, again, make that sofa more safe, you know, put, cushions absorb the noise you know soft cushions soft yeah. furnishings absorb the noise um and, and make it a safe place for them um th- thunder shirts is another thing they're kind of like compression jackets for dogs they oh. kind of you know act as giving them a hug because so they feel supported and um, so they're getting quite popular just to make sure to get the right size um and fit for your dog and also pheromones so there's dog and cat pheromone plugins again you need to be plugging them in two or three weeks before Halloween. So this is when you should be going to your vet, maybe plugging them in. We can't smell them. Yeah. Only the dog, you know, they can, we can't sense them. Um, so they just make the place a little bit more relaxing. There's collars as well for dogs that have these pheromones on them. So there's both nutraceuticals, but then there's also POM medications that if things are, you know, really, really bad, that we vets can work with behaviourists and also the owners and maybe with videos and things like that that we can actually prescribe medications. But to be honest, that's really the last step mm. in the process. Environmental enrichment, behavioural therapy, and then maybe the nutraceuticals. And then my last step would be the, the POM medications. Fantastic. Hazel, as always, thank you so much for all of that great advice. No problem at all, Sinead. Talk soon. 
If you'd like to ask Hazel a question, you can email us info at highfield.ie or sorry, info at lmfm.ie and you can check out Highfield website. Highfield.ie is the website if you want more information. And if you missed any of that, we will podcast it on lmfm.ie. 11 to 1. Looking like that. Now it's time for your job search. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport, and entertainment on LMFM.ie. Murphy Bros of Forkill are looking for full time shop assistants to work in their busy store. It's an immediate start with full training provided. Please apply with your CV to murphybrosforkill at gmail.com. Experienced childminder required for two children aged one and two years of age in Minder's own home in North Drogheda area. Text please if you're interested in this position. No calls on 086 0732 972. The Central Baron Restaurant in Navin are looking uh, for highly motivated, experienced individuals for door security, barista and waitstaff. They're also currently hiring experienced waitstaff in their sister restaurant, The Bective in Kells. You can send your CV to debbie at thecentral.ie if you're interested in any of those positions. Don't forget all of the details of those uh, jobs can be found in our local job section, lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. Strictly is back in our lives. There's a great uh, documentary about Topshop in my recommendations. Uh, also a great drama starting on Sky Atlantic. All coming up on TV recommendations very, very shortly after a little bit more music. There's Ed Sheeran with Shivers. Now it is Thursday, which means we are talking television. And uh, the first one that I have for you is on tonight, 9pm on ITV. It's called John and Joe Bishop Life After Death. And uh, this is really going to be a very, very kind of emotional one for you. But uh, it's after spending a decade trying to, quote unquote, fix his son's deafness, which was caused by an autoimmune condition, comedian John Bishop is instead choosing to learn British Sign Language and find out more about deaf people so it's a very moving documentary he prepares to deliver a set to a deaf audience while also unpicking the issues his family has faced along the way by the end we'll see his live performance established alongside established deaf comedians so it's a really lovely watch it's a really lovely watch that's on tonight on ITV Uh, tomorrow Strictly is back in our lives it is indeed now this is a purely visual trailer but I just love the song that they've used for this so here's a little bit of Strictly's Condancing's new trailer Oh, the razzle-dazzle. I love it. Helen Skelton, Kim Marsh, Fleur East and their fellow celebrity competitors, uh, they were seen for the first time in their glamorous dance costumes at the launch. Uh, so this is a pre-recorded launch show. It was due to air, uh, obviously, on the 17th, but was postponed, obviously, after the passing of Queen Elizabeth. So it's on starting tomorrow, tomorrow night, Friday, September 23rd. Uh, they're back in action, dancing up a storm on the dance floor. So it's uh, BBC One at 7pm. Now, moving to Sunday, and this is such a lovely series. I really enjoy this. It's Brendan Courtney, who I'll always watch on television. I think he's just lovely. And uh, this is Keys to My Life. It's on Sunday, RT1 at 8.30pm. And um, 
This week he is uh, spending time with former Liverpool and Ireland midfield mil- midfielder Ronnie Whelan. So they're visiting memories that hold uh, places, sorry, that hold special memories for him and have shaped his life. So they revisit his early years in Liverpool Digs, where homesickness almost scuppered his career. And he remembers the life changing meeting in a nightclub in the city that brought uh, to, uh, along a happy marriage uh, that he says forms the backbone of his success. So it's going to be a really nice one uh, on Sunday at eight thirty p.m. Now Monday. Another documentary for you. This time it's a fashion themed one. Trouble at Topshop. So it's a two-parter. So the it's basically charting the changing fortunes of the high street store through the testimonies of Topshop insiders. So and financial and investigative and fashion journalists are also kind of um, included in this. The uh, programme explores how a dated teenage store was transformed by a group of young, talented, creative women into a mecca for everyone who loved fashion and tells the story of an entrepreneur with ambitions to be king of the high street. So so it's BBC Two, Monday at 9pm, Trouble at Topshop. And a drama for you. Uh, this is starting on Wednesday nights, next Wednesday on Sky Atlantic at 9pm. It's This England and it's based on Boris Johnson's tumultuous first months as Prime Minister and uh, traces the impact on the nation of the first wave of the COVID virus uh, as Johnson also grapples with Brexit and a controversial personal and political life. Kenneth Branagh is also uh, in this as well and uh, as I say, Sky Atlantic 9pm on Wednesdays and uh, that's my top TV recommendations for you. 11 to Interesting article I found this morning and uh, I suppose we're always kind of wondering what goes on in the womb with babies and uh, scientists have for the first time recorded evidence that babies react differently to various smells and tastes while in the womb by recording their facial expressions. So this is uh, all thanks to the amazing 4D ultrasound scans that we can get now. Uh, But uh, the uh, experts from Durham University, they took these scans of 100 pregnant women to study how their unborn babies respond after being exposed to flavours from foods eaten by their mothers. So they looked at how the the foetus was reacting either to say carrot or kale, uh, that kind of thing and (laughs) apparently uh, the babies exposed to carrot uh, showed more laughter face responses while those exposed to kale showed more cry face (laughs) responses. So it's going all the way back to the womb why kids won't eat their greens. Uh, But they say... um, the findings could further in uh, these findings could further understand uh, human taste and smell receptors develop. Uh, they also believe that what mothers eat during pregnancy could definitely influence babies' taste preferences after birth and might have implications for establishing healthy eating habits. So uh, they also are taught babies to experience flavour by inhaling and swallowing the amniotic fluid in the womb. Fascinating. They've released images of this as well, and so you can see because it's so clear the 4D scans now. My God, they're so clear, and you can see the face, the crying kind of face that they're making when they're giving kale. So look at, you know, if your kids don't eat greens, it goes all the way back. It really does. Uh, just before I go, I want to wish Jake McMahon, McGahan, sorry, Jake McGahan, a happy 18th birthday. Uh, he's uh, celebrating his birthday today, coming in on 86 658 Hope you have a fantastic day. That's our lot on the show for today. We'll do it all again tomorrow for Friday. Have a great day. Chat to you tomorrow. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237.